make up one body. So when one member is injured, the other members come in and they build that member up. We don't talk against one another. We build each other up. Amen. Sometimes people fall, but we are here to help them get back up, not to keep them down. That's the love of Christ that's in us. But how many know today that we need a move? We need a move. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that there's people in this place that need a move of God, that need things to shift, that need things to change in your life. But I want to say, quit waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Because God has done everything. He's not going to do no more. God has given us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He has put that power on the inside of us. So the move of God come through you. You're carrying the glory of God. You're carrying the presence of God. You're carrying everything that's needed to do what God wants you to do here on this earth. God is waiting on you. We manifest his glory. We manifest his kingdom. We are kingdom citizens. 
We are representatives, ambassadors of the kingdom. If anything is going to happen, it happens through us when the power of God is released through us. And I believe people are missing it. God said, why are you begging me? Why are you begging me? I'm here right now. The only thing you got to do is believe in what I already said. And when you come into believing what I have already said, the power of God that's in you will begin to be released through you to manifest my kingdom before you. Our problem is we still waiting on God. God change that person how can that person be changed if we don't give them the word of God the word of life a change to come you hold the keys to the kingdom God has put those keys in your hand so let's quit trying to look to man and let's look to him who is the author and finisher of our faith amen we have to look to Jesus in every given situation. I don't care how much education man has. I don't care if they hold PhDs, DDDs, whatever they hold. You cannot look to that. Man will fail you. That's why we have to intercede for man. That's why we have to speak the word of God over man. Because man will fail you. But God said he will not fail. He said he will not fail you. Matter of fact, he said he will not leave you nor forsake you. So we shouldn't be saying, God, go with me. He is with you. He's with you at all times. God, please don't leave me. He said, I'm not going nowhere. He said, you're the one shutting me off. He said, I'm here even until the end of time. So when we beg him to come, he said, I'm here. What are you begging me to come for? I'm here. I will never, ever leave you. So see, we get the scriptures crossed up because of some tradition that we've been taught. The Bible said the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. This is why you got to go into the word yourself and know what the word is saying through revelation through illumination, light have to be shed upon this word. You can't go on everything that you hear because some people are saying things out of a hardened heart. You need to know the difference. So we want to teach truth, and that's all. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of error, and I lose truth in the midst of this room. God, everything the enemy has meant for our harm, I thank you that you have already turned it around and made it for our good father i thank you for our helper our teacher our comforter i thank you for the one that walks alongside of us i thank you for the holy spirit holy spirit you are truly welcome illuminate the word today let there be light coming from the word that it penetrate our very being and when it comes out of our mouth it will be like a devouring fire that changes everything, that devours everything around us. It will be like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. It will be like a two-edged sword. Holy Spirit, do only what you know to do in this room, in Jesus' name, in the midst of us. Now, Father, I thank you that you are a consuming fire. Let your fire rest upon each and every individual in this place. 
And God places in our lives, God, that need to be burned up, that need to be exposed, God. Bring them forth right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I bind, God, every spirit of confusion in this place. And I lose your peace right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for a move upon your people on today, God. And I thank you, Father God, for giving unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding today is being enlightened so we may know what is the hope of your calling. What is the riches of your glory, of your inheritance, God, in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe God on today? That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of us. And God, as I open my mouth to teach your people, I thank you, God, that you would speak for me, that you would speak through me. I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. We have been talking about living by faith, manifesting the kingdom. Now I want to talk about choices. Amen. Go with me to Genesis chapter 2. Everybody's familiar with this, but we keep going back to it because what we need started in the beginning. Amen? So when we look at Genesis chapter 2, go with me to verse 16, and I will read down to verse 17. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through verse 17. It shouldn't take everybody long to get there. It's in the beginning. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden that thou may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. I'm going to read it again. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. You may be seated. I'm going to start here, but we've been talking about manifesting the kingdom of God, living by faith. In order to manifest his kingdom, we do have to live by faith. We know faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So our faith is in the unseen, not in the seen. We don't look at natural faith because that's easy to look at. We see a chair. We sit in that chair because we know that chair is there. We get on an airplane and we don't even check to see if there's a pilot, but we sit down and we're ready to take off. Amen? But when it comes to the unseen, we have a problem because we can't see it. We don't believe it. But faith is in the unseen. is in what we don't see. That's what we believe. That's our reality, the unseen, because we are supernatural beings. We are spirit beings, so we operate according to the spirit, y'all, not according to the flesh. So in order to manifest his kingdom, you have to do it spiritually, not naturally. If you're in the natural, you're not going to manifest the kingdom of God. So you have to come out of the natural and you have to go into the supernatural. And the only way you can do it is looking into the mirror, which is the word of God. And as you're looking into the mirror and going through scriptures, you're learning who you are now that you're in Christ. The Bible tells us that we are new creations. 
old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. So the first thing you got to do to manifest the kingdom, you got to know that that old man, that sin nature that was driving you, that was compelling you to sin, guess what? It's dead. It's gone. But that old nature left behind some habits, y'all. We get used to doing certain things. So even though that we're born again, we're still living out of habit. We're not living according to our spirit. So we have to know that we are spiritual beings as he is. So are we in the world. So in our spirit, we have everything that we need. God has given us healing. He has given us prosperity. He has given us the fruit of the spirit. Everything we need is in our spirit. That's how we operate is through the spirit. And the only way we will know what we have is through the word of God. It's through what is written according to the word of God. So God wants us to operate as spiritual beings. So remember, as he is, so are we in the world. I'm going back to Genesis. Y'all see how God created everything. He created everything the way he wanted it to be created. But notice this. God created man last. Now, the reason why God created man last is because if God had to create man before he made creation, guess what? It would have been a hot mess. God said, I'm going to put everything in place for you. I want y'all to catch this. I'm going to set everything in place for you. I'm going to put it the way that it needs to be. And then I'm going to place you in the midst of my creation. So God said, everything that you need, you're going to already have it within this creation. You're not going to have to try out, try to go get it because I have already provided it for you. Catch it now. God created man last. After he created man last, he put him in the midst of what he created. He didn't create man on the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, because things were happening on those days. He said, what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to set you in the midst of everything that I have created. So everything that you need, you can get it through my creation. Y'all catch it? So he took that man. And what he did after he blew breath into that man, because that man was not a living soul until the breath of life come into him. We need the life of God in order to live. Y'all catch it. He, that body was just a body. It was just a shell until God blew his breath into that body. And it said, then the body became a living soul. You cannot live without the spirit of God. You cannot live the way God wants you to live without his spirit. After he had created that man, guess what he did? He placed him into that garden. The man was outside of it. But God said, I'm going to put you in the midst of this garden. And this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to keep it. I want you to dress it. And I want you to keep it. That means that you're going to be in this garden doing work for me. But you're going to guard over my creation. He created man the way he wanted him to be. He said, I'm going to make you a spiritual being. Why? I need to communicate with you because I am a spirit. Those that worship him must worship him. In spirit and in truth, we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us, which is Jesus dwelling in us. That's crying out, Abba, Father. And that's how we communicate with our father through the spirit that's in us. Without the life of God in you, you cannot communicate with God the way you need to communicate and manifest the kingdom of God. 
Because God is about life. He is not about death. I want y'all to catch it. He is about life. He is not about death. So he put him in that garden. But this is what God did when you look up to verse 7. No, verse 8 and 9. It said that the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to sight. And then it says, and good for food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Look how he pointed out those two trees. Two trees. There was a tree of life, and there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Two trees. I want y'all to catch. Number two. There were two trees. So God said, you have a tree of life in the midst of that garden, and you have a tree of knowledge of good and evil. But when he went down and he put man in that garden and told the man what he wanted him to do in that garden, y'all, ain't nobody in this room should be ignorant or stupid. Because God laid it out. If we try to play stupid, (laughs) there's a problem when it's laid out. It's because you don't want to catch it. Because you don't want to catch it. I want y'all to catch this. He put two trees in the garden, a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil, two trees. But then when he told the man, this is what I want you to do in the garden, then he broke it down some more. He told the man and the Lord commanded the man saying, he gave him a command, commanded him saying of every tree, of every tree of the garden, thou may freely eat. Now, listen what God said. He said, every tree that's in this garden, you can freely eat from this tree. Who would not want to eat from a tree of life where you live forever? That means you live forever. You never die. Catch it. He said, of every tree you may eat freely of, he commanded him, but, this is what he said, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it, or you shall surely die. Check this now. God is not going to tell you something without telling you what's going to happen when you go against. Let's just stop right there. God gave him a choice. This is what I'm talking about. God does give us the right to choose. Understand what I'm saying. He gives us the right to choose, but he said, check this out. When they were in the Garden of Eden, the only choice that needed to be made was good. Check it. The only choice he had was good because my God is a good God. There was no evil about God. He said the only thing you can choose is good because everything I created is good. Then he said, and it is very good. It was so good, God said, I am going to take my rest. On the seventh day, he took his rest. Why did he take his rest? Because everything was complete. It was done. It was very good. God said, I don't have to create no more because everything I need to be done is done. God didn't create nothing no more. It's right here. Everything that he need to have done, he did it. So God said, guess what? I'm going to rest. God sanctified the seventh day because it was complete. 
He didn't have to go back through nothing. And people took the seventh day, Sabbath day, and said, if you work on the seventh day on Sunday, matter of fact, it ain't on no Sunday. God just took a day of rest to let them know it's complete so ain't no more work that need to be done. Hello, somebody. There's nothing else that need to be done. That's why in Hebrews 4, he said, enter into that rest. Cease from doing work because I done done everything for you. Y'all don't get it? See, we take the Bible out of content and we tell people, if you work on the Sabbath, you're going to be cursed. God rested because he completed everything. A man don't work, he don't eat. But God will give you favor when he knows you want to come into the house of God, the fellowship. Whether you do it on a Saturday or whether you do it on a Sunday, you want to take the time to come in the house of God and fellowship one with another. God just rested. But check this, y'all. This is what was happening with God. God said, I want you to only experience good. Listen to what I'm saying. I only want you to experience what's good. I don't want you to know nothing about evil because I'm not an evil God. I only want you to know what's good. The world has taken, according to Isaiah 5, they have taken good and spoke and said it's evil. And they have taken evil and said it's good. They have taken light and said what? It's darkness. And darkness, light, bitter, sweet, and sweet, bitter. They have changed it, trying to say that everything is good that ain't good. Everything that looks good ain't good. People can be sinners and do a good work, but they still ain't good. You ain't no man good but God. When I was growing up, I didn't do everything everybody else did. Didn't do it. But I was still a sinner. Because I hadn't accepted Jesus. So what made me any different just because I didn't smoke, cuss, I did a little bit of cussing. Just because I didn't do all that and somebody else did it, what made me any better? I probably stood out a little better than they did, but both of us were sinners. Because it ain't nobody good. Nobody is good but God. And our goodness come from him and not from us. Y'all got to catch this. So God... Wanted us to only know good. Check this. But guess what God did? He said, I ain't going to leave you in the dark. I'm going to give you the right to choose. That's why we're a three-part being. Spirit, soul, and body. This is what God says. He said, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. He said, I'm going to put you in this garden, but I'm going to have to allow you to go through all three parts. (laughs) Everything in you is good, but I'm going to give you the right to choose between it. So God said, this tree that's in the garden, every tree you may eat from, but do not eat from this tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from this tree, you will die. So guess what? The enemy had something. Because God gave them a right to choose. So the enemy had something on them. So what did he do? He come into the garden and the enemy changed the word. 
This is what's happening with society today. And if you don't know God the way you need to know God, you won't catch it. Because they're taking what's good and they're making it evil. They're calling evil good. And some of us Christians are going for it because we don't know who our God is. Until you know who your God is, you're going to accept evil for good and you're going to think it's good when it's not good. That's why you have to spend time in the word of God and know what's good and what's right in the sight of God. So the devil come in. He came into this garden. Just like us. Spirit, soul, and body. He can't touch our spirit. But our souls are wide open to him. It's wide open. So what he did, what did he do? He began to talk to Eve. And this is what he said. Y'all are familiar with it. He said... And the woman said unto the serpent, this is what the serpent came in there and said. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field, chapter 3, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Look how he questioning what God, who questions God? He's the creator. God don't change his mind, y'all. Whatever he says is what he mean, and he's not going to change what he said. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. So she's quoting back what she, they can do. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, this is what caught my eye. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, it was two trees in the midst. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Check this, y'all. She said, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. Go back to verse 8 in chapter 2. And at verse 9, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right here in your belly is the tree of life. It's where your spirit is. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly is flowing the life of God. This is why when you get afraid, where does it hit first? Your belly. Some people run to the bathroom. Things are just tore all up up in that middle part, ain't it? So this is where the tree of life was. Where your life comes from is from your spirit. Your spirit is what gives you life. Go with me to Romans the 8th chapter. The devil don't want you to have life. He wants you to have death. And verse 11 it says, Romans 8, check this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. Guess how your body come to life? Your body is dead. Your body, right? Y'all see your body? It's dead. But guess how you bring life to your body? From the spirit. The spirit is what quickens your mortal body. So when you're going through in your body, you have to connect to the life source in you, the same life force that raised Jesus from the dead. You make connection through the word of God. It flows through your body and your body is quickened and made alive. If you're not connecting to the spirit, you're walking around like a dead man. That's why the enemy don't want you in the word of God. This is why we have so much confusion in the body of Christ. 
This is why we have people dying before their time. Because they got a spirit on the inside of them that's going to quicken your mortal body. The body that's dead, the body that needs life. This body needs life. And the only way it's going to get life is through your spirit. And if you're not in the word of God connecting with the spirit by renewing your mind, the body is not receiving the life of God. And the enemy knows that. So every time you go through, no matter what area is in, it affects your body. Do it not. That's why you have to take the life from the word of God. He says the spirit quickens. Y'all get it? The spirit is what quickens you. The spirit quickens you. Your flesh profit you nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you begin to speak God's word, it is the spirit, the breath of God that's in the word that's going to quicken your mortal body, that's going to bring you life from God. The same life that's in you. So why are we calling on God when we have him right here? Let's say it again. Let's just say it again. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of you. So when you get in a situation where you don't know how to figure it out, you don't know how to work it out, You got to know what God has already done. So you begin to speak according to what God has already done. And it began to quicken your mortal body and things begin to change. Because of the spirit. He is a quickening spirit. The spirit is what makes alive. You cannot make it here. That's why Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Check it. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, because I'm going to ask the father to send his spirit. It is God's power that's in you. That's living on the inside of you. And he's saying, let me loose. Let me manifest myself through you. You got to let me out. He said, let me do a work. Amongst you that people ain't never seen before. That's how the miracles come. Miracle is something that man can't do. It's outside of nature. That they know that they couldn't do it. So they know it had to be God. And I ain't talking about no God carved out. I ain't talking about them kind of gods. See, because God is above those gods. And that's what God wants us to manifest. Is to let people know I'm above every God. I am high and I am lifted up. So the spirit that's in you have to flow through you to your body so he can manifest himself through you. So this is what God was doing with Adam. He was saying, do not eat from this tree. Because when you eat from this tree, the life of God is going to depart from you. The spirit that's going to be in you is going to be a dead spirit. It's going to represent death because the life of God is going to be out of you. So guess what? The enemy wants death. 
The Bible says that he comes to what? Kill, steal. He come to do what? But he said, I have come. That you may have what? And life what? Jesus have come that we can have what? So what do we supposed to be representing? He gave them a choice. But he told them what to choose. Y'all don't get it. God will give you a choice, but he'll back up what he wants you to choose. He gives us a right. All of us have a choice. Who we marry, what we eat, when we're going to sleep, are we going to the bathroom or not? Life is made of choices. But God wants you to make the right choice according to what's written. And if you don't know what's written, you're going to make the wrong choice. That's why you have the Holy Spirit to help you make the right choice. He gave you a comforter. He gave you one to help you to make the right choice. Because a man that, a man that don't know God is going to choose according to the way he feels. Not according to what's written. It ain't hard, y'all. We make it hard because we listen to everything else except what God has already said. We got a problem, church. Too many people's minds and hearts is filled up with false teaching, with false doctrine. Remember God was telling y'all about how people are going to be so astounded to find some people that they thought was in a place that they're not in. People are going to be so hurt because the ones that they followed, they thought they were okay, but they were not. That's why you got to make the right choice of who you up under. You, didn't, you don't just go into the house of God and just sit there because they prophesied. And because you're seeing people roll all over the floor, you don't make a choice by seeing that. Because in Egypt, the magicians done the same thing. You don't make that choice by that. You make your choice by truth. Do they stand for truth? Are they coming off of truth because you don't like them? See, what we go on is what we see. But are you seeing according to the spirit? Or are you seeing according to the flesh? Because everybody that prophesy ain't of God. There are lying prophets. But when we are not in the place we need to be with God, we accept any and everything because we want a quick fix. Everybody that you see on Facebook that's saying God said, you better know he, what he's saying. Because some people want to You got want out here. You got people that want to be prophets, want to be apostles, want to be teachers, want to be pastors. They want to be because they reject it. So they have to pick up on something to get people to follow them. And then when people follow them, they find out they wasn't the real deal. And now they're in a mess. You better know who you're following. You don't follow in and everybody. Just because it sound good and it look good. You follow according to truth. And when you're in the truth, you're going to know the truth. And the truth that you know is what free you. If you ain't being freed by truth, you ain't you don't know it yet. Because the truth I know is going to bring me out of my mess, not keep me in my mess. 
I don't know about y'all, but when I go to God and there's a situation in my life, I'm digging into the truth because I want to know what the word says. So if it's me, deal with me according to your truth because I want to be freed from what the enemy has in my life. So he gave them a choice, did he not? When God give you a choice of life, the enemy is there to give you death. He was right here with death. He was right here with death. He said, did God really say? Come on, y'all. We get this all the time. Come on, when God give us a word, the enemy come back. You hear how you know that was God. How you know God really said that. How you know God's going to heal you. You heard what they said. You better do what they said or you're going to die. God ain't about death. He's about life. You got to know the difference so you will know how to choose. First of all, if you don't get to know him for who he is, you're going to make the wrong choice. When you get to know God and you spend time with God and when you be still and know that he's God, nobody have you fluctuating. Your mind is made up because you know him. You know his character. You know what God is about. You know what God has said. So outside of what everybody else is saying, God says no. So I refuse to go on that. I'm going on what God says. God told me to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. There was a prophet, and I mentioned this prophet before. He was in, I think it's 1 Kings chapter 13. And God sent him on a mission with Jeroboam and Jeroboam. He was worshiping these altars and these other gods. And God sent this prophet in to manifest himself to Jeroboam. But he told this prophet, don't go back the way you came. He said, don't even eat at nobody's house. Don't go back the way you came. So after this prophet did what God said, understand that God is going to confirm his word. When he gives you a word, he's going to confirm what he said. He confirmed it with Jeroboam. But after he confirmed it, Jeroboam said, come to my house. He said, no, I can't come to your house. I can't go back the same way I came. But then it was somebody else. It's always the devil looking and lurking. Always. He's watching. Because when God manifests himself with life, when God shows himself mighty, when God shows himself strong, the enemy is waiting to bring death. So then here come somebody that was watching. They went back and told their dad, and their dad was an old prophet. So the dad found out what this man of God did. Guess what? A lying spirit come upon this man. And he went and told him, come back to my house. I'm a prophet too. Come eat at my table. But the man already told him, God told me, don't go the same way I came. Don't sit down and eat. But he said, I'm a prophet. So just because he said he was a prophet, he went to the man's house. When he was sitting at the table after he had eaten a meal. Now, why didn't he tell him before he ate? He was already in trouble. Why did, why did the devil wait till you, you get full of pork chop and pig feet and then all of a sudden you get ready to pass out because your blood pressure went up? Your blood pressure was fine. But then after you ate all that pork that you shouldn't have ate, all of a sudden you're ready to pass out. This is what was happening with the prophet, y'all. So here he is. After he had sat at the table, after he had wined and dined, now here is the truth coming out. Prophet lied. It was a lying spirit on him. 
Now here's the truth. Guess what? Death came. Death came. So what am I saying? God does give us choices. But he tell us what to choose. We don't choose outside of his will and his word no matter what nobody say. And as I was going through this, oh, God is such a loving God. He's such a good God. Because all my life I have been talked about. I have been ridiculed. I have been thrown under the bus with church folks, with family folks, with all folk. Been thrown up under the bus, been lied on, been talked about. People smiling in your face and God's telling you they're talking about you. You can hear them holding conversation because they don't understand the plan and the purpose God has for your life. But God taught me love them in spite of. Why? Because that's my characteristics. That's what I do. Love your enemies. That's what he told me. So as I was doing this teaching, God said, don't you understand? As long as you stand for what I stand for, you're going to be hated. Do you not understand? When you don't waver, you're going to be hated even by your own family. But I want you to love them in spite of. This is why. Understand this. Understand this. When Jesus was on the cross, they nailed him to the cross. They spit on him. They ridiculed him. They pierced him in his side. Put thorns on his head. Blood running from the top of the cross to the foot of the cross. He was just like slaughtered. But this is what Jesus said. Forgive them for they know not what they have done. Check this. They did know what they did, but they didn't know spiritually what they done. Y'all don't get it. They knew in the natural they spit on him. They knew in the natural that they cursed at him. They knew all that in the natural because that's what natural do. But he said, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing in the spirit. And the Bible say, if they knew what they done, they would not have. Come on, I'm going to bring some correction. I know my actions in the natural. But when I move to the supernatural, I come back and say, forgive me mm, for what I've done. Don't play with me today. Come on, we're going to get this right. That's why Stephen say, forgive them. Stephen knew in the natural. You know you, you stoning me. You picked up the stone. But he said, I'm not going to take this with me. Y'all better get it right. If you're going to read it, read it right. Let's do it spiritually, not naturally. Hmm. If I choose to cuss her out, and I know the word of God tells me, don't let no what? Corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I can choose to cuss a pass out or I can choose to not let. Wait a minute. Is that not right? Wait a minute. Is that not what your Bible says? Is there not a choice there, people? But you know who's going to help me not cuss out? Y'all know I ain't going to do that. But you know who's going to help me? My comforter. Oh my, the Holy Ghost. He's going to remind me, wait a minute, don't 
don't you let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Are y'all catching this? You have a choice for what you do. God give you that right. You have a right to choose what job you going on. You have a right to stand up for what's right, but it got to be according to God's right. Not yours. Not you trying to benefit something out of it, but bringing glory to him. Look at your neighbor say, you do have the right to choose. Say, but choose what's right. According to what God say. Not according to what man say. Say, by the way, do you know what God said? Say, that's the problem. That's why you're making wrong choices. Mm. Look out, look out. The Holy Ghost getting warmed. Because I just started. See, the problem is, if you want evil to come out of somebody, begin to speak truth. I don't care how nice a person may appear to be in front of you. When you begin to stand up for truth and they're already angry on the inside, they're already hurt from past life stuff. When you begin to talk truth, oh, they're going to come at you like evil going to be present. Because they ain't got rid of that. Hate's going to be present. Y'all, God is so, so good that this is why we have to be still to see. Y'all don't get it? Be still to see the salvation, the healing, the deliverance, the safety of God. You got to be still to hear what God is saying so you can begin to speak what God wants you to speak. See, when you're still, you can hear God. Though the mountains move, though the mountains be shaken, be still and know that I'm God. Just because the mountains is moving and they're shaking, I don't want you to move because I'm God. You don't move because of your situation. You move because I told you to move. Y'all remember the game Simon said? Simon said. Everybody was doing what Simon said. Simon didn't tell you to move. Why you move? If God ain't told you to move, why you moving? We don't. This is why Peter and John says, I'd rather obey God. Then obey man. Let me tell y'all something. You see how quick the enemy came in to paradise. With deception. Did God really say, come on. He had her thinking. Then she repeated what God said. After she repeated what God said, he began to agree with her. Listen at this. And the serpent said unto the woman. You shall not surely die. He told about it was partially true. He was right. You shall not. See, he was talking about the physical death. 
God was talking about a spiritual death. See, when you're in the spirit, you know what God is saying. When you're in the natural, you're going on natural things. See, he told her, surely you won't die. Then he told her this. God knows that when you eat of that tree, you're going to know the difference between good and evil. And you will be just like God. My Lord, they were already just like him. See, they didn't even know what they had. Our problem is we don't know what we got. So that's why we're trying to get more, trying to get more power. You got all the power, you gonna you got some raising of the dead power. I don't care how long you speak in tongues, I don't care how long you fast, you ain't getting no more power. You doing that to manifest what you already got. I don't fast to get nothing from God. I fast to put this body under subjection. So I can do what God will have for me to do because it's getting in my way. Apostle always said, take the flesh out there and shoot it. You'll never be able to shoot it dead, Apostle, because it's going to come back. You can shoot it six, seven times a day. It's coming back. I don't care if you get a cannon and shoot it. It's going to rise back up. Flesh is going to rise back up. I don't care which way you come at flesh. It's flesh. Remember what the Bible says. The spirit quickens. The flesh profit you nothing. But the flesh say, I'm going to get something. I'm going to work on getting something. I'm going to cut somebody out today. I'm going to get something. Then you shoot an apostle. You shoot it because it cuts somebody out. They say, that's all right. You shot me in that area. But I'm going to go commit adultery. Now I got to shoot you for committing adultery. You got me for committing adultery, but now I'm going to lie. I'm going to shoot you for... You'll be shooting them all day long. (laughs) All day, every day, every minute, you shooting it. Because even when you ain't going out to do nothing, how are you going to shoot? Blow your brains out. That's why people blowing their brains out now. Committing suicide. Y'all didn't know? Because that flesh talking. Yeah. So look at here. The enemy knew. If I can twist that word and make it look somewhat true, you're going to do what I want you to do. So guess what? He twisted it and they fell for it and they did what God told them not to do. How many of us do that? That's why we need some Jesus. That's why we need some Jesus. Because God knew we all mess up. He knew we're going to all mess up. So God said, I'm going to save you through my son because you can't save yourself because every day you're going to mess up in some kind of way, shape, or form. You're going to mess up looking at something you shouldn't look at, touching something you shouldn't talk touch walking where you shouldn't walk come on hearing what you shouldn't hear you're gonna mess up some kind of way so i'm gonna let my son die for you to pay the price for past present and future sins because i know you're gonna mess up but even though you mess up you have a helper that will help you so you won't keep messing up Look at your nose. You say, haven't you had enough of that nonsense? 
we keep going, doing the same thing over and over again? Because our mind ain't renewed. We ain't got it, got it in our heart yet. See, that's why God looked at the heart of a man. I may say all day to anybody, I'm sorry, but not with my heart. My lips said it, but my heart is far from saying I'm sorry. I'm just saying I'm sorry just to please you for the time, but I still don't like you. I tell you I'm sorry, but I still don't like you. And I got my eyes on you. Mm-hmm. Watching all of you. Mm-hmm. Ain't that what we do? Because our heart ain't right. When your heart gets right, you're not watching nobody. You're just doing what the word of God tells you to do. So God said, I do give you a choice. I give you the right, but I want you to choose my way. I want you to choose the way the kingdom would choose. There is no sickness in the kingdom. There is no death in the kingdom. There is no prostitution in the kingdom. There is no fornication in the kingdom. There is no adultery in the kingdom. There is no homosexuality in the kingdom. He said, everything that my kingdom have, I want it here on earth. And it don't have those things. That's why I give you a choice because you in a world that's going to have those things, but you got to tell the world the right choice. My choice. Do you know what's wrong with people today? I'm going to tell you why people get mad. When you mention homosexuality, people get mad about that. Even the ones that say they're over that because they yet haven't dealt with that. The enemy is still making them feel guilty so they don't want you to talk about it over the pulpit because it's stirring up some stuff within them. But see, God lets you know what his word says. Whatever his word says, that's what he means. Y'all, come on, let's get into the word. Let's get deep into the word. Let's get so much in the word that when we walk up on something that ain't right, we give them life. We give them truth from the word of God. And guess what? The problem with some Christian folks is they don't know when to shut up. Because if God send you with the word, he send you with the word, but he don't tell you just to stand there and wait on them to change right then. He said somebody will come plant. Now I'm going to throw some water on that thing. Now God's going to give the increase. Why are you still there? Read the plant in the water and give the increase. You ain't God. You done gave them what God said. Hang up the phone. Oh, and by the way, you and your mama. He didn't tell you to tell them nothing about you and your mama. No, you feel like you got a door open now. Now you want to get everything off your chest about that person. God said, shut up. I sent you with one word, not ten. Then you go on and on and on. Done messed up the word he done gave. Then they say, "Um, what you say God said? Wait a minute, let me think. I just can't quite remember because you done talked all over yourself. The Bible says when you talk too much, you talk sin. Just because you know 110,000 scriptures, that don't mean you lay them at my doorstep. Just give me the one God told you to give me. Let me meditate on that one. Don't give me all this. Wait a minute. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When Elijah went to Ahab, the only thing Elijah said, according to the word of God, there will be no rain. And he hid. 
He didn't stay there and say, and tear down them altars and do this right here, huh? And do that right there, uh-huh. And did, no, 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 he didn't. He gave the word God told him to give and he left. Christians, saints, when are you going to leave well enough alone? If you said it once, well, and you said it twice, three times is enough. Then you're sounding like a broken record and giving somebody a headache, and I don't care to hear that drum. Just give me what God said and hush. Nobody don't want to be beat up because you know all these scriptures. God just told you to give me one. Now you're getting offended at me because I'm telling you, is that it? <laughs> then you're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just stirring up something else in you. Lord, help him, please. So we see what the word is saying. He gives us a choice, right? He gives us the right to choose. Everybody in here have the right to choose, but he said choose the right way. Don't get mad if I'm teaching on homosexuality and I tell you God's way. The Bible tells us in the beginning of this word, he created male and female. If I'm telling you he created male and female, he told male and female to come together and subdue and to replenish the earth. To have them, first it was dominion, then it was to replenish, then it was to subdue. How can two men come together and do it? We will have an empty earth. And the only reason why they get the babies is because they were left for adoption. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you the truth. Why ain't people believing this? We do have a choice, but he's saying, do not choose homosexuality. Male and female. And then, when you choose male and female, I want you to be married before you multiply. Duh. People get mad when you tell them that. You telling me? That I've been with this, you know how they call them, niggas and rascals and all this, all these many years. And then gave him three, four, five kids. And now you telling me I got to marry him. What sense does that make? Oh, God, forgive her. Because she don't know what she's doing or saying. I didn't say it. I'm telling you what the word is saying. So I'm getting persecuted because I'm giving you the truth. This, oh, y'all, is so much in the word. It's so much in the word. It's so much in the word. And if you get in the word, you will choose rightly. You will know what to choose. So look, they messed up, didn't they? Check this, though. They messed up. Sin came into the world. Now we got good and evil. And people don't know good when they see good. And they don't know evil when they see evil. Because you got evil in the church. And people say, is God doing a good work? If God is doing a good work, the evil you brought in the church will be good. They wouldn't go back to evil. Would they? They would have a change of heart. You got secular artists singing with gospel artists. And they're making records or CDs or whatever you call it. And people are saying, don't talk them down. They're good. No, they're not. They're not good until they come to Jesus. No man is good. 
until they come to leave them alone. I'm going to leave them alone, all right. I'm going to slap some prayer on their behind. But we go for this mess because guess what the Bible says? People are going to say evil is good and good is evil. And light is darkness and darkness is light. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. It's in the word of God. What are you getting out in the churches? In and everything and everybody's going for it. But we can't. We got to go for what God wants us to go for. So guess what? When evil came in, before they were walking with God in the cool of the day, having nice conversations with God, But when evil came in, they hid from God. They became ashamed because they were naked. They tried to clothe themselves, did they not? They were afraid. God said, Adam, where are you? He said, I hid from you because I was afraid. He was afraid of the one that created him. The one that gave him everything that he needed, shame and condemnation come in and guilt. That's what sin brings. Ain't nobody in this room, you know when you're wrong. Because condemnation set in. If condemnation don't set in, you're good. (laughs) You're good. You know when it got good to you. And you laid there. Then after the good to you was over and you got up, you was full of guilt and condemnation. Lord, what have I, you know what you've done. You know what you shouldn't have done before you done it, but you chose to do it. And then we come up with the excuse. I love you, baby. No, you don't. You're lying already. See, all that stuff that you done opened the door for lies. Nah, love don't do that. Love flee. Love run for its life. We have choices, but God said you want us to make the right choices. Then you turn over, y'all, and you look at the children. He, okay, we're looking at they had two children, which was Cain and Abel, right? Cain and Abel gave God an offering. See, I want you to understand what the word of God is saying. We got to get some revelation behind it. They gave God an offering, but the offering that Cain gave, gave him was not acceptable. When you read that, you're saying, God, he gave you his offering. He gave you the fruit of his, first fruit of his land. God said, ain't what I asked. I want what I asked for. I want you to do it according to the way I want you to do it, not according to the way you think it need to be done. See, now you're making up your own way. That's self-righteousness. So Cain got mad because his offering was unacceptable. You know what God told him? God saw his anger. God already knew what Cain was going to do before Cain was going to do it. But guess what God did? He said, I'm going to give you a choice. And verse 7 This is what he said. If thou does well, shall thou not be accepted, Cain? If thou does not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. What was God saying? God already knew that Cain had in his heart to kill his brother. So God came back in to Cain to give Cain a choice. He said, Cain, you got a choice. You can either master over this murder that you premeditating, or you can let it master over you. It was a choice. You have a choice to do good or you have a choice to do evil. It has come into the world. Now choose, Cain. 
After God told him that, what did he choose? He killed his brother. We have to make the right choice. God help us to make the right choices through the word, y'all. You cannot make right choices outside the word of God. Because everything that looked good ain't good. So you have to go into the word and say, God, I got that feeling like James Brown. I got that feeling that I need to go get that car, God. I'm feeling good about it. You said the peace, you know, your peace. I'm feeling your peace. So let me just be still for a little bit. Let me hear from you, God. Because I'm feeling too excited. I'm seeing too many buttons in this car. And you know I love me some buttons. Even though I don't drive it like I need to. I love hitting them buttons, God. I love hitting them buttons. And some of y'all got buttons. Don't even know how they work. Now I had that car three, four years. Don't even know nothing about them buttons. So I'm like, okay, God. I'm feeling kind of good. I'm feeling kind of happy because of this. So it got to be you, God. And then I hear the Holy Spirit say, be still. Ain't nothing but the devil trying to take my joy. Be still and know that I'm God. So I wait on him, y'all. I wait a week. I wait a month. I'm still God. And guess what? The feeling I had over a month ago, I don't have that feeling now. It's gone. Because it was my emotions. And my emotions made me feel at peace when it wasn't God. Because the peace that God leaves with me is a different peace from what the world gives to me. The world peace, wait till it get calm to say I'm at peace. God's peace is when everything is in an uproar and you're not moved by what's around you. You better know the difference. So I'm telling you, Cain had a right to choose. He choose wrongly. This is what God is telling us today. To manifest his kingdom, we have to choose according to what God say. Not according to what man say. You got to know what's behind man. Because behind that serpent who God created was deception. The enemy had to have something to use to get the job done. The enemy will use anybody that's open to fall for his lies. This is why you have so many broken marriages. Because the man looked good, he smelled good, he acted good. Soon as you say, I do, he was the devil. He whined you, he dined you, even opened the door for you. Car doors, house doors. Let me get that, baby. Don't worry about a thing, baby. I got you. I got you. You marry him, he got nothing. Not even a bank account. Because that's what we wanted. Because he made us, he, he filled a part of us that nobody else could feel. See, that's where we mess up, y'all. The only way we're complete is in him. We are complete in him. Getting back to King. Do you know why King was so mad? Because he wasn't accepted. Do you know why some of, I'm just going to say some of us, not all of us, get mad? Because we don't get that acceptance that we want. So all of that builds up on the inside of us and it becomes rage. Rage becomes murder. When people don't accept your ideas, when people don't accept how you look, when people don't accept what you do, because you are not acceptable, that anger is built up in you. So when something else comes upon you, all of that stuff that's in you comes out of you. That one little thing that a person didn't do by saying good morning, that didn't bring that rage. That rage was already there because you feel unaccepted. 
Cain did not feel accepted. He felt rejected. So he took it out on his only brother. How many of us are taking it out on people because we don't feel accepted? We want people to look up to us. We want people to tell us you preach well. We want people to tell us you look good. This is so, y'all, this is so ironic. How old am I? Jesus. Anyway. However, how, I don't know. Anyway, this is what happens. If you're around people, let's say, I'm going to use Teresa for instance. I want to get this straight. There's no problem with me and Teresa, but I'm going to use this. Me and Teresa's walking in the mall. And as we're walking in the mall, we see some people. And the people stop us. And they look at Teresa And they said, girl, you don't look a day older than we were when we were in high school. Girl, you wearing your age well, girl. I mean, you looking good. And I'm standing there and saying, we went to the same high school. But I'm smiling. Teresa, girl, I mean, your weight, everything, girl. I mean, you wearing that well. Girl, what are you doing? And Teresa say, ain't nobody but Jesus. Ain't nobody but Jesus. And I'm sitting there and say, I got Jesus too. Then they say, girl, keep doing what you're doing because I know it got to be Jesus, girl. Because look at me. You look way younger than I do, girl. I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. So I'm walking with Teresa, and all of a sudden, Teresa say, hey, you want to go get some ice cream? No, I don't want no ice cream. <laughs> well, you, you don't want none? I'll pay for it. You keep your money. I got my money. What made you think I can't pay for my ice cream? And by the way, I'm going home. I don't know why I come out with you today anyway. You act like you know everything. You act like you better than I am. You ain't no bit better than I am. And by the way, you bigger than I am anyway. I don't know why they told you all them lies. They just lied to you. Go look in the mirror, girl. Your makeup ain't even all right. Your eyebrow one up, one down. You know why? Because they didn't accept me the way they accepted her. So I'm going to bring her so low. I'm going to make her low, 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 low. So when she get home, she's going to think the way I think. Who ain't done it? Don't redecorate nothing. Okay? We got some problems in the church. We got some problems in the home. Because if people don't say you look good just like somebody else, that person get mad at you because they complimented you and didn't compliment them. We got some problems in the church, y'all, and the only way they're going to be resolved is through the word of God. When you know God has accepted you, when you were not acceptable, you ain't worrying about what nobody else say. Because you're saying, God, thank you, I'm already acceptable. I'm accepted in you. We have a choice. I'm still talking about the right to choose. I could have choose, chose to just say, girl, they telling the truth. Girl, it's, I know it's Jesus on you. I know it ain't nobody but God on you. How can I say that to her? Because I've been in the word and I know I'm accepted without somebody telling me that I am accepted. We get so mad. Don't talk about cooking now. Let me cook something for my daddy and let my other sister cook something. And my daddy tell me my other sister's food tastes better than mine. 
Don't we do it in families? Don't let a parent brag on somebody else. And then the first thing I say, well, how much salt to put in it? They put too much salt in it. Did you taste the salt? They ain't put all them seasons like I, Let me cook you another pot. I'm going to show you something. Now, I would have done this. No, you just reject it. When people run off at the mouth and say what they would have done, you got pride and you got rejection. Just say, well, I am so glad you enjoyed that, Daddy. I am so glad. Period. Then when you get off the phone, run to Jesus and start just, oh, Jesus, I did the best I could. He didn't like my food. Help me, Jesus, to do better. Did I put not enough salt, not enough sugar? What did I not do? Go to him. Don't talk about nobody. You got the problem. Y'all better understand you have a choice in what you do. You have a choice to shut up or speak. And you only speak what he would have for you to speak. No more, no less. Our problem is we don't know how to hush. You know why? Because we got this dominance in us that God gave us. He gave us a right to rule, to govern, to reign. So guess what we're going to do? I ain't shutting up until I win this argument. So sit down. And we want them to agree with us. And then when they agree with us, we'll say, you just agreeing with me for me to shut up. We have the right to choose, but God say, choose the right way. Choose my way. And when you choose his way, y'all, you will see change. Because guess what? The word, who it brings life. It brings everything you need when you wait on the Lord. Let me give you a quick testimony about waiting on the Lord. Me and my husband sent out a um, uh, video on blessings to some people about blessings and me and my husband was getting our praise on in that video. Some people didn't understand why we sent out that video, but I'm going to tell you why. We had an issue with some flooring that we had got and it was put down and we had spent a lot of money getting it put down and later on, we looked, it was coming up. So we were upset about that. So we knew that the flooring had to be replaced, not only the flooring, but probably what was up under the floor and the plywood had to be replaced too. That was a lot of money. We already had spent money. So me and my husband, I, I began to pray and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do about this. I said, but you know all things, so tell me what to do. So what we did, we went back to the place we got the flooring from and we was explaining to the people what had happened. They said he probably laid it down wrong. And if he laid it down wrong, you're going to see heels in there. That's what we were seeing. So he asked his manager about the flooring, about the glue. He told him that it, that glue cannot be used on that floor, but they still sold us the product. So we took the flooring again home. We left the flooring in the house, and I kept praying. I said, Lord, something's not right, but I got a, a stop sign within me that said, don't mess with that flooring. See what the rest of the floor is going to do. This was in August. No, July, by the end of July, we got it. So I, I, I left the stuff there, and I'm waiting on the Lord. Left the stuff there. Mind you not, people are falling. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't want to get no lawsuit. But I said, Lord, you got to show us what to do. He said, don't touch it. So finally, in prayer, the Lord told me, he said, take all that back. I said, okay. I'm just following his lead. So as I take it back, my husband know me, y'all. 
If something is on my heart and I don't feel good about it, you're going to answer my questions. This man right here, he'll go in there, but this man, he'll say just enough because he know me. I'm not going to shut up until I get the right answer. He'll talk, but he ain't going to talk too much. He'll ask them a question. They give him the answer. He gone. No, no, no. I'm still standing there. I said, wait a minute. I know what God is telling me. I'm a woman, but I know what God is telling me. Sometimes my husband, hush, Manda. You didn't tell me to hush the entire conversation. I'm going to hush on that. Anyway, I'm standing there. So all of a sudden I asked him, God's so good. The manager was up to the desk. So when he was looking at the glue because I bought the stuff back, he was giving me credit to bring it back. And then the manager said, I can't find this glue on this ticket. I said, well, wait a minute. I didn't steal it. I said, this man put the stuff in our vehicle. So I didn't steal it. He said, I noticed I was missing one. And it sh- look on my computer. It said one's missing. I said, well, it might be this one, but I didn't steal it. He said, go ahead and take it home. So anyway, as we were sitting there, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, I'm having problems with this flooring. The whole floor in the home, 480-some square feet is buckling up. Whole floor. What's going on? He said, let me see your glue. So he looked at the glue. He said, you didn't supposed to put this over the floor, floor that you have. I said, stop right there. I said, sir, when we entered your store, we asked them, will this work on this floor? They told us, yes, sir, I don't know nothing about floors. That's why we come in here for you to help us. I was calm. He said, let me check on some stuff and I'll get back with you. So he said, take the glue with you. If you find your receipt, I'll refund you for the glue. I said, okay. So we sat there and I continually began to pray. And my prayer was, Lord, I thank you for favor. I thank you, God, that favor surrounds us like a shield. I thank you, God, for changing his heart, God, for showing him what the problem is. So it won't be no confusion between us. So let me tell you, I waited on this man. God said, don't call him. Wait on him. So I waited, and you know how we get kind of tempted to call and say, what's up, man? I need to find out about the floor. So anyway, I was telling my husband about it, and I told my husband to call, but my husband didn't call at the time. So then I said, let's just go back down there. In the meantime, we looked at some more flooring in Lowe's. But the Lord said, don't get that flooring. Wait. Went back to the same store, and as we went back to talk to the man, and we began to talk to the man, and he began to say, first of all, your contractor who put it down, that's the one you need to be talking to. In my mind, help me, Holy Spirit. Okay? So I sat there and I said, you're right. And we will be talking to him. But for now, I'm talking to you. I said, this is what happened. When my people told me they didn't tell you that, I said, okay, sir. I said, if they didn't tell us that, then, hmm, why would I come in here and buy more? So they had to tell me it would work for me to come in here to get more to fix the problem. I said, and didn't he come to you and you told him it wouldn't work and he sold it anyway? He said, yes. I said, okay. And then I said, sir, let me tell you what happened. I said, when I begin to pray and seek God, God told me to bring your product back because something was wrong. 
he looked at me and he said, you know what? I already determined to give you your money back for that flooring. I said, okay. And I said, wait a minute, sir. I said, I take responsibility, the contract to take responsibility, but we have another contract. And now in between this, let me tell you how good God is. When it comes to a man, once a man asks something, I don't know how you men are, when you ask somebody something and they tell you they don't know, you ain't going to go ask again. Is that the way you men are? If they say they don't know, some of you men. So this man sitting over here in the corner, Mr. Willie Shaw, he puts down ceramic tile. Correct, Mr. Willie? So my husband had asked him a while back about somebody. He didn't know nobody at the time. So I told my husband I had an unction. Call Mr. Brother Shaw again and ask Brother Shaw again. Amanda, didn't I tell you? that he said he didn't know nobody at the time. That's what he said. Manda did not tell you. I said, hold it. Can you just call him? He called him. Brother Shaw, high five. <laughs> knew somebody. Woo, look at God. Talking about choices. He knew somebody. He got us in contact with that guy. He came and looked at the floor. He told us the same thing. They shouldn't have put this floor down. They shouldn't even have sold you this glue because it don't work with the floor. So the man said, I'm going to give you your money back. Check this, y'all. God's so good. And I said, I apologize because part of it is on our part, too, so I apologize. This man said, and I said, but I'm going to buy some more flooring from you. He said, you are? He said, I'll just take off the difference. I said, okay, check this. We go. He said, tell me what kind of flooring you want. I showed it to him. He said, um, okay, my husband asked questions. Now, he good at this. He said, now, if you spill something on this floor, what's going to happen? The man told him, he said, come on, man, let's go look at some more flooring. I said, dang it, it's going to be more money, but okay. Went and looked at some more flooring. The man said, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to take off even on this flooring. I'm going to take off on this. Check this. When he rung up the floor, I had 15 boxes of flooring. That would amount up to $1,100. I come out of there paying $169. Wait a minute, I ain't through yet. I ain't through yet. Got my little flooring. And then the next thing that happened, y'all, was so much that happened that day. After we got the flooring, see, it pays to do what? Make the right choice by waiting on the Lord. So after we had gotten the flooring done, the next thing was I entered into Lowe's and I had to get the stuff to put up under the flooring. As we entered into Lowe's, I saw a chandelier. And the chandelier that I saw, no, it was a vanity. The vanity had the, the um, sink. It had the, uh, what you call it? The sink, the cabinet. It had the mirror and it had a faucet on it. So it was another contractor in there looking at the same thing. He said, they don't have no more of these. He said, they don't have no more. And I would love to have one because I'm remodeling my house and I want one just like this. But I look, they don't have no more. So I'm just standing there, just standing there. Another unction. Ask the man to come help you. I said, sir, can you see if you got any more of these in the back? He looked and looked. He took a long time to come back, y'all. So this is what I told my husband. I said, when he get back, if he say they don't have no more, ask him, can we have this one on the floor? 
He said, okay, but I got back in time. The man come back. He said, we don't have no more of these. I said, um, okay. My husband said, can we have this one on the floor? He said, you sure can. That contract eyes was like. <laughs> he said, yes, you can have it. Check this out, y'all. The faucet that was up there was a faucet that was worth $159. The whole display, they were charging $149, right? He said, you can have the whole thing, even the faucet. I left out of there with a whole unit. That wasn't the end of it. I'm going on with the unit. I said, honey, let's go this way. <laughs> Those who are led by the Spirit of God. I said, my, my husband pushing that but I said, let's go this way. Went that way and bumped into a chandelier that said $30. I said, put it in the buggy. We get to the register. The woman ran, was ringing up the stuff, and I said, how much did you ring up that chandelier for? She said, this amount. I said, mm that ain't right. She said, that's what it's ringing up for. I said, no, that's not what it said. I said, can my husband go around there and get it? He bought it back. She took the stick off. She took, y'all know you just can't. She took the stick off and was like, $30. Had to get the lady to approve it. So I come out of there with all those goodies for $30. All those goodies. That wasn't the end of it, y'all. So I said, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Blessings on, after blessings after blessings. After blessings after blessings because I chose. I made the right choice. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When you make the right choice. So here we go. We're going to get some food. And I said, honey, let's go over here to Krispy Kreme. Get some donuts. Y'all don't even care for donuts. But I said, let's go to Krispy Kreme. Do I like donuts? No. But it was on me to go to Krispy Kreme. So we went to Krispy Kreme and we're waiting. And the lady was telling us they were out of the Krispy Kreme donut. Who's out of Krispy Kreme donut? Pull up to the window. We pull up to the window. She said, the machine is broke, so we don't have no more Krispy Kreme donuts. She said, but, she said, you can choose from the other donuts that we have. So me and my husband sitting there choosing. So we chose from the different donuts. She came back and gave us the box and say, free. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. And I called my daddy. <laughs> And told him about all my blessings. And he said, y'all better come out of Wilmington. I said, I ain't leaving out of Wilmington. <laughs> until God is through. <laughs> what am I saying? Make the right choice. When God tell you not to move. You don't move because it's a reason of him telling you not to move. Physically. Spiritually emotionally, verbally. He works with all the five senses. When he tells you to be quiet, make the right choice. Be quiet. There's a reason. When he tells you to stay on your job, even when people are crooked, stay on your job. There is a reason. When he tells you don't be moved by how you feel, don't be moved by how you feel. Make the right choice. And you make it according to the word of God. But you know what we do? We get so antsy because we worry about what people think. We rather please man than to please God. God is the
the one that we please. And we do it by walking by faith. We do it by manifesting the kingdom. We do it by hearing what God has to say and not what nobody else has to say. We tone that out and we be still. Don't you know that God ain't going to let you die like that? If you got an unction in you that tells you, don't you do it. Don't you take that surgery. Don't move. Don't you move. See, man is going to tell you what they believe they can do. But then when they do what they do, they find out that didn't work. So we got to go in and do this. When they go in and do this, that didn't work. So we got to take that out to do this. Man only do based on their knowledge. So what we have to do is we hear man because God have them here for a reason. But we say, I'll get back with you. I'll get back with you and say, God, you heard what they said. But you're my final authority. Your word is my final authority. God, what would you have? Y'all better hear what I'm saying. For me to do. Look at your neighbor and say, make the right choice. My choices, and I give God glory, we do mess up sometimes. But we make the right choice. That's right, Isaiah. He telling Terry, make the right choice. That's right. We're going to make the right choice. My choices sometimes, come on, y'all. We're human. We want to do things quickly because we're scared we'll miss something. But when I have learned to wait on the Lord and hear what God has to say, it's out of the norm what I'm waiting on. It's out of the natural. It don't look like it's going to happen. People tell me that ain't going to work. That's what you say. But that ain't what my God says. When God told me to wait on him and we had no money for our daughter to go to college, I mean none. He said, wait on me. God, I waited on him. He showed us what to do. He showed us how to do it. When God told me to tell my daughter, wait on nursing school. God is going to do what he need to do. You already in nursing school. My daughter like, mama, mama, do you hear what I'm saying? Mama, they only have a hundred slots left. I said, I heard what you said, but I want you to hear what God is saying. God is saying you already in nursing school. Mama, I ain't even filled out. Mama. Turn in the application. She turned in the application. It comes back. And she's in nursing school. When bills come in and say, you owe this for UNC Chapel Hill, I don't owe not a quarter. Not a dime. Then it turn around and send more money to cover what they say we owe. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. Because when you make the right choice, my Bible says that my God know what I'm in the need of before I ask. Why? Because he already created everything. Yo, he already created everything for me. So God is saying, baby, it's already done. I already made it available for you. Just walk in what I already done. Make the right choice. Do it according to my word. It's already written about your life. Why are you trying to create another one? Choices. 
right to choose. But you make the right choice according. Let me read something else. Let me read something else to you. Ooh, 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 ooh. God is just so good, y'all. Is he not? He's so good. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. I'm just giving you the word. Y'all, I'm just giving it to you the way that he's giving it to me. Isn't he so good? Listen at this right here. In chapter 16 of Numbers, listen at this. Verse 2. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princesses of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Wherefore, then lift ye yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Look what the devil was doing. God made the choice. He put Moses in position. He put Moses as the deliverer. He put Moses as the leader. God, Moses didn't choose God. God chose Moses. He didn't, we didn't choose God. God chose us. So the choice was made, which was Moses. But people within the congregation felt like I'm holy too. But you're forgetting the piece of it. Moses didn't choose his position. God chose Moses for the position. But they want to stir up confusion. They wanted people to know we're holy. We know just as much as Moses. So they went through the congregation talking about Moses, talking about Aaron, talking about you teach well, you do this well, you do that well, you should be our leader. You should be leading our people. So they were turning them against Moses, 250 leaders. But God had the final say. Even when they turned against Moses, Moses had to make a choice. And he chose God's way. Moses didn't come up with something on his own. He said, God, show them something that's out of the norm that they never seen before to let them know you chose me. Did he not do it? God's going to stand behind the ones he have chosen. Because God already know what they're capable of doing before he put them in that place. Because he's the one that's going to raise them up. Not you or nobody else. That's why we have to go to God before we make the wrong choice. The people wanted the king. God didn't want the king for the people. But God said, because they have chose, he gave them the right to choose. He said, I'm their king. I'm king of kings and I'm lord of lords. But because they want a king, give them the king. Until we realize that God is above every man on this earth. From the president down there to the pit of hell, he's above everybody. We don't put no man before we put God. I don't care what title's in front of their name. We honor God above man. And we don't allow man to come against our God and to come against what we believe and to divide the house of God. So you need to keep your opinions to yourself. We ain't having no division in this house. Only thing we having is the word. 
truth, you're going to know how to vote. I don't have to call no name. None. None. Because if you know truth and you're in the word, nobody should have to tell you. They'll tell you, but you got to make the choice. According to the word of God. And if you ain't in the word of God, you're going to miss it. Because he give you the right to choose. Nobody can take that right. Nobody. Because he's given you that right to choose. He tell you what to choose. I'm tired of a divided house. A divided house will not stand. The enemy wants to divide the house. How people know that we're about our father's business is because we love one another. We stand for truth. We stand for truth. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to be honest with you. Some people that say they know him don't know him. Because you don't talk down about no man. I don't care how wrong they do or how right they do. The Bible say you pray for them. You pray for them. When we had a president before this president, people were not praying for that president. The root of it was because he was black. They didn't pray for him. We're supposed to pray for whoever's in the seat. Black, white, purple, blue, pink, it don't matter. If a dog's in the seat, you better learn how to bark. You pray for those that are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceful. The Bible tells you that. Our job is to pray when we don't like what they're doing. I'm on my knees. God, they don't know what they're doing spiritually. They know what they're doing in the natural. But they don't know spiritually. We do vote. But we vote according to the word. But some people don't know the word. Some people don't know the word for this time. You got to get revelation from this word because everybody you think is ain't. Everybody that say they know Jesus don't. Everybody that's, that's confessing Christ don't know Christ. They just do what the people want just to get a seat. Y'all better hear me. You better know Jesus. Because you got people behind the pulpit lying to you. And people believe in those lies until truth come out. And then you be like, oh, God, oh, Jesus. Didn't know that person was like that. Who is man? That you should be mindful of them. But a true woman and man of God, when they mess up, they'll stand right before you and say, I messed up. I messed up. What I said was wrong. What I did was wrong. And I stand before you and God. Because I have to answer. First of all, I don't have to answer to you. I got to answer to God. But what you heard was true. That's how we do it. But we don't divide ourselves. Don't divide yourself because of what's going on in this world. If you don't know what the Bible is saying, hush. Please hush. If you don't know what God is saying, please hush. Because people talk out of their anger. He says, speak truth in love. And everything I give you, I assure you, it's going to be out of love. It's going to be for your good. 
regardless if you like me or not, because so many people's hearts are so hardened on what they believe like Pharaoh. If God put truth right in front of them, they still wouldn't believe it because their heart has gotten so hard. And people will make you harden your heart if you're not careful when you keep watching what they do. They will make you turn against what God wants. Let's go into the word, y'all. And let's find out what God has to say. When you know what God is saying, you know what to do. Nobody don't have to tell you. Can I tell you something? We know. I'm on this again. Married people. God told us to not commit adultery. Did he not? Did he not? How many do it? Nobody won't say nothing. How many has done it? But you know God is a forgiving God, right? So he tell us not to do a thing. He give us the choice. You're married now. That's who you're with for the rest of your life and to death do you part. Look at this again now. Look at it good. I'm going to show you far off in the future with no teeth. I'm going to show you a big pop belly, no behind, no looks, can't have C. Now look again. Are you going to do this for better or for worse, for richer, for poor, and sickness and in health, and to death do you part? show you where way off he'll show you what you're getting before you get it if you wait on him he'll show you that you're gonna have some bumps in the road if you wait on him come on my daddy went through some things but he stood by his wife for better for worse and to death done him them part he stood by his wife why? Because that's what the Bible, you don't get rid of a man or a woman because they can't walk, they can't talk, they can't do like they used to do no more. You stand by that person. We got a, a, a Christian man, and I'm not going to call his name, y'all will know him quite well. Make a lot of movies, nice movies. I watched them. I got word that him and his wife is divorcing. And you know what they said? Y'all get ready for this. We have prayed to God. And God says, this is best for both of us. Liar, liar. Why would God tell you divorce is best for both of you? God hate divorce. That's in the Bible. Love covers a multitude of sin. And even if it's an adultery, if you choose to stay with that man or woman after they commit adultery, right? You're supposed to love them. You're supposed to forgive them. You don't supposed to beat them up every day with what they've done. You got to ask the Lord to help you. But if you can't forgive them, move on. Let's do it. You have a choice. Y'all, I'm talking about choices. Don't, don't even come, try to come behind me and try to bring this. I think I bought it. No, I know I bought it correctly. I bought it according to the word. There ain't no justifying in this. And I'm not even through. But I'm going to stop here. 
I'm not even through. We're going to continue next week because we got to make the right choices in life with everything. Everything has to be made according to the word of God. If you're in him, you got to live according to him, not according to your flesh, not according to how you feel, not according to how people treat you. You got to do what God wants you to do in spite of how things look in the world. The world is going to show you a lot of things, but when God said, don't buy that, don't do that, don't go there, don't. Because you're not like the world. You're supposed to be separated. You're supposed to be set apart. That's what God wants us to do. He wants to set us apart. And we're going to end with this scripture. Is that the third one, Apostle? And we're going to start again next week. Holy Spirit, remind me. Yeah, I'm just moving according to the Spirit. You know they said you're not supposed to be in this place for so many hours. You know that, right? But we're in here with life, not death, right? Listen at this. Deuteronomy 4, verse 5. Listen at, no, I'm going to verse 1. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments. So these were the laws that God was given unto them. Y'all hear me? These were the laws that God was given unto them. He said, which I teach you. Those laws and statutes had to be what? Taught. Just like the word of God has to be taught. We do have an unction from the Holy Ghost and he teaches us all things, but God puts you up under teachers. Y'all know that. That's part of the word. And it says for to do them. When they teach you the laws, what do we do? We do it. When you get taught, you do what you're getting taught, right? When you go to school and they teach you your ABCs, you do what you're being taught. So if you go to the next grade, Teresa, they want to know if you're doing what you were taught, right? Okay. That you may what? Live. The only way you're going to live is to do what you were taught according to the word of God. And listen at this part. And go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers give you. Guess what the Lord said? Kingdom rules over all. So if we're in Pender County, Pender County folk, we're supposed to possess the land with what we're taught, showing people how they're supposed to live, we take possession, the kingdom has come. Y'all get it? Verse 5, behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. This is what Moses said, even as the Lord, my God, commanded me. So whatever God is telling me, guess what I'm doing? I'm telling you. That you should do so in the land, whether you go to possess it. Wow. What the Lord gave me, I'm giving you, and you're supposed to do wherever you go. Keep therefore and do them, listen at this, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. Y'all get it. God want to manifest his kingdom to the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, listen, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who have God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we can call upon him for? Y'all don't get it. People supposed to see us as a wise and understanding nation that they're knowing the God that we serve. This is how I supposed to teach you. According to the kingdom, not according to my flesh. Not according to how I feel. And as long as I'm going to teach like this, some of y'all might not want to be in here. 
Some of y'all might hate me. I don't care. I don't. And the reason why I don't care, because I'm out to please God and not you. People come, people go. I don't hate them. But I'm going to continue to teach what God tell me to teach, regardless if people come or not. Because I'd rather please God than to please man. And I want people to get everything that God says belong to them. So all the teachers in the house, the evangelists in the house, the prophets in the house, we're supposed to be on one accord. Ain't no competition up in here. We're supposed to be teaching the same thing and doing the same thing. We may teach in a different way when we teach, but it's the same word. We don't supposed to be coming against what somebody else is teaching, not less it's not lining up with the word of God. We don't teach law, we teach by the spirit. So we want to do it God's way. And as we move forward, we are going to do it God's way. We're going to do what God is telling us to do outside of what the world is doing. Because we're not subject to the world, we're subject to God. And we honor God. And how we honor God, we uphold what God is saying. And I advise you to get to know what God is saying or keep your mouth shut. Because the more you open your mouth, the more you bring an offense to yourself. Because when you don't know what the word is saying and when somebody correct you, you mad. Because you already made up your mind and you don't know what God is truly saying. Get to know what God is saying before you say anything. It's best to say nothing. Because some people... Even though you give them the truth, Christians, their heart is so hard and they don't want to hear what you got to say. Leave them alone. Leave them alone and pray for them. And tell God, say, God, open up their eyes. Allow them to see what you would have them to see. God, before it's too late. We don't come against one another. We're brothers and sisters. We don't get mad at one another because somebody is telling you, well, this is how I feel about this subject. Well, this is how I, let's leave it at that. I'm just going to tell you what the words say. I ain't telling you about how I feel. I'm just going to tell you what the words say. And most of all, stay off Facebook with your politicalness. If you can't speak Christ, don't speak at all. Oh, it got quiet in here. Woo! I'm being honest. Stay off Facebook with political mess. If you want to put something up there, put what the word is saying. You don't have to say nothing else. Put the word. The word, not, not no name. When you put the word, people are going to know truth. Don't call no names. You don't have to. People already know what church y'all belong to without calling my name. <laughs> You belong to God's church, not mine. So what you do is correct them and say, by the way, it's God's church. It's Jesus' church. I'm just a member of it. And all of us make up one body. So if you talk about one member, you're talking about all of us. So you're talking about me too. Okay? That's how you handle those situations. See, you done hurt my foot. You hurt my foot. Now I'm lipping. Now I know it's on. See what I'm saying? Let's get it right. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? I still love y'all. I love you with the everlasting love. It lasts. It lasts. See?
It's flowing out. Jesus. Do we have any announcements at this time? Hallelujah. And we're going to go ahead and do those announcements, and Brother Elijah is going to come up here and do our communion. And then after communion, we will dismiss. Hallelujah. Y'all, my blessings is just overtaking me. Mm, 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 mm. Got just more to come. Mm. Every time I turn. Yeah. Blessings, blessings. Amen. What's that verse in there y'all normally hit? Praise the Lord. Sunday school is every Sunday at 945. Sunday morning worship service is every Sunday at 11. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Join Apostle every third Wednesday for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made on Facebook. You can watch us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., Sundays at 11, on our website, which is www.mtdm.org, or you can watch us on Facebook. You can watch us on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on WSFX Fox 26. We have um, our Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry app that you can download, and you can watch teachings and get the latest information in reference to um, the church. With our um, podcast, we own um, 500 different forums. Um, for more information, you could ask Pastor Cross. She can give you a detailed um, information about the different forums that we were on. Um, ways to send your tithes and offerings. You can go to www.mtdm.org. You can use our cash app, which is dollar sign MTDM20. Um, and you can mail it to P.O. Box 1042, Burgall, North Carolina, 28425. Um, 
secure your important documents, um, like your identification, medical documents, your insurance, um, personal information, cash, and important numbers, like for when a hurricane or a disaster occurs sometimes, you know, people have disasters and then all their papers and stuff are left in the house and they're in trouble. You can put money in here too because sometimes, you know, you can't use a debit or credit card when trauma. Oh, and I want to say that when you're using the mics or anything like that, please sanitize your hands because we don't want to be in violation of the CDC. So use your hand sanitizer whenever we're passing off mics and stuff to different ones. I'm on my PR on behalf of Special Events. Just want to remind everybody of our pastor's appreciation. It's October the 25th at 11 a.m. We appreciate them all the time. But this is a special day that we set aside to show them how much we love them and how much we appreciate them. They live by Galatians 2.20. We know that. Sometimes I don't want to use it because they done made it so much their scripture. They have really laid down their lives, and it is Christ who lives in them. And we just want to show them that we love them. We want to let everybody know they can come out and fellowship with us. So let everybody know, October 25th, 11 a.m., Pastor Appreciation. Thank you. 